You're listening to The Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Owen 60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. This is episode 61 of The Owen 60 Podcast. Reese Dumaney along with Colin Ward at The Owen 60 Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's got the link tree to all of the podcast platforms where you can find us, uh, listen, like, subscribe. That is awesome. It's got the link to the website where Joel Vanderland's got his articles going. And uh, this is a fun one. It uh, took us a few episodes, but uh, we finally got a Detroit Red Wing on the show. And it, should be a f- it was a fun conversation with Pasquale Zito. You'll hear that uh, in the second segment of the show. And Very well, there's a f- yeah. Yeah, it's a, it, it was a good chat with him, and I think everyone will really enjoy it. Um, and we've got quite a few things to touch on here. Uh, coaching announcements, uh, player commits, um, the name bracket, good times. And then, of course, we'll get, it, we'll get into guys who you should watch. And we'll start with the West Division. Uh, so that'll be today's show. But just kind of, you know, run through a few names from each of the West Division teams, kind of you know, who we're looking for this season, who we think is going to be big for their clubs. And, you know, maybe someone who needs to, you know, step up as they get into a new role a year older uh, means a new role. And we get into that with, uh, with Pasquale Zito as well, but you know, a couple things to go uh, off of from the start and Colin, I think we had, we'd kind of been talking about this quite a few times uh, throughout the year as we're kind of, you know, seeing what's playing out. Uh, up in Barry, of course, we didn't want it to happen. Uh, the passing of Dale Howard, Chuck, um, was definitely, definitely sad to see and nobody wanted that day to come, but, um, you know, they, they did have a vacant head coaching position and we, we had chatted, chatted about it, uh, off and on about who kind of would fit that role. And well, they've got their guy now and it's kind of someone that we expected, uh, it's former Niagara Ice Dogs head coach and general manager uh, Marty Williamson uh, stepping behind the bench for the for the Barry Colts, and you know uh, he he couldn't win Winner. in Niagara, he couldn't get the job done in the finals, but you know he's still I think going to be one of the best bench bosses uh, in the Ontario Hockey League just because he gets it, and yeah, he's he's a guy that won't take anything. Yeah, I mean his pedigree. The thing, his swagger that he brings to the room, he, what he brings to the team is second to none. I mean, maybe Dale, him and Dale Hunter are probably the two best active coaches right now in the OHL, and they they demand they demand excellence, and it's reasonable, which is really good, right? It's understanding for the players, they understand yeah. the system. It's a really good structured system, which is huge, and it's good to it's easy to pick up on, and you trust what he says. I think that's a big thing too for a player, right? A player you have a coach and you don't always trust them. Right. And Marty Williamson comes in every player in that locker room will trust Marty Williamson, which is really good. And also he's wasted no time. So you got to commit yesterday afternoon and Chris Gersolia from the yeah. Marlboros. So finally you can take off those uh, Marlboros uh, jerseys <laughs> and put the cold stuff on. So that's pretty cool. So it's pretty nice yeah. to see him wasting no time getting players in there into the facility and already making an impact on the Barry Colts. Yeah, well, it's an, it's unfortunate that they had to say goodbye to this guy because uh, uh, Jet Greaves is headed to Cleveland on an AHL contract, which is awesome for him. Congratulations. 
um, yeah, Erie to, Showcase to jet on that. And uh, but yeah, it's yeah, I, you mentioned it, the Erie so- Showcase. You don't have to make the NHL out of it. Make the AHL and move your way up. And you know what? I and with story. with Cleveland, like Columbus is so. Like Close. what is going on there? It's you don't know. It's you odd. Don't know. And then the tragic incident that happened too. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago with the fireworks and the goaltender, unfortunately, happening there. So they need goaltending depth. And I mean, Jack Graves. I have a story about him. So Jack Graves in his rookie season, he beat the London Knights it at the Bud in a shootout, like one nothing, in like his first year in the league to go into the Budweiser Gardens and win a game in a shootout, like one nothing, or it was a low scoring game. And, like, he played unreal. He made, like, 30, 40 saves that game. To do that is a at 16 years old is amazing. I mean, you don't really see a lot of guys going to a barn like that and steal a win like that at 16. And Jack Graves has that ability to win games like that. So it's a very underrated pick for the yeah. Cleveland Monsters signing. I mean, it's a very underrated move, in my opinion, that could prove volumes down the road for the, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, for sure. Um, one more to touch on before we get to uh, the West Division players. The Kitchener Rangers have announced that Dennis Weidman, Kane TC, and Brandon Murley uh, will be uh, returning to the bench for the 2021-2022 season. Of course, Dennis and- Weidman from Kitchener, five seasons in the Ontario Hockey League uh, with the Sudbury Wolves and London Knights from 1999 to 2004. Um, and- we, you know... What can we say about him? He's he, he's been great. I know they had to move on from uh, from their old coaching staff, and I think he's stepped in and done a really nice job uh, with the Kitchener Rangers. Uh, of course, yeah, also Kane TC joined the Rangers 2013 as an assistant and goalie coach after winning the OJHL championship with the St. Mike's Buzzers and was named video coach ahead of the 17-18 season. Uh, whereas Brandon Murley is Rangers alumni who played from 1996 to 2000, entering his 15th season with the Rangers. Yeah, veteran, veteran. I mean, there's a couple of veterans. And when we had Francesco Pinelli on the show, he mentioned about Weidman yeah. and how much of an impact that had it going into his rookie season. So that's pretty interesting, too. Weidman's a really good veteran presence. Obviously, a veteran NHLer has a lot of experience, really good guy. All those guys have experience, which is huge. And McKenzie's done a great job taking over. That really sparked them yep. a couple seasons back, last season back, you could say. And look for that momentum to carry on. I mean, it's Kitchener Rangers, in my opinion, are a force in the Midwest. Cover that in a couple of weeks, but they're a force in the Midwest, in my opinion, the Kitchener Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, Jay McKee moving on to the uh, Hamilton Bulldogs, which uh, is great for that organization. Jay McKee knows exactly what he's doing. so He can run a bench. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Exactly. Um, so time to get to it. The the uh, West Division, we'll kind of go in alphabetical order a little bit. So we'll start with the Flint Firebirds. We'll start uh, in the U.S. Of course, they will begin their season playing against only two teams. Uh, of course, the Saginaw Spirit and the Erie Otters. But uh, for the Flint Firebirds, Colin, well, first couple names that jump out to uh, that jump out to you. Yeah, so one here, obviously, we never got to see him play 2020. 2020 first round pick 16th overall Gavin Hayes six foot 156 he's got a high skill set obviously his brother playing in Hamilton Avery Hayes is a massive thing bloodlines are huge for scouts to see it's easier to predict the player you kind of know what you're going to get when you have an older brother 
So that's nice. Sometimes the younger brother is better than the older brother. Gavin Hayes, high skill set. Very good player there as well. Braden Kressler as well, going to get that step up now for the Flint Firebirds. Somebody's going to have to take over. I mean, uh, for Ty Delandra, he is no longer there. And obviously, Riley McCourt at the back end not being there anymore. And probably uh, Koya Chanak as well would not be back yeah. being the import. So there's a couple of guys. Yeah, and of course, yeah, of course, Brendan Othman, uh, 55 games uh, in his rookie yeah. season. Oh, I gotta go do the scrolling down here. 33 points in his in his rookie season, 17 goals and uh, 16 assists, 36 a, penalty minutes as well. So, um, ob- yeah, yeah, obviously he's gonna be, you know, one of those guys where you look at him and say, oh, he's got the puck, he's got a chance to score every time he gets the puck, right, uh, oh. in the offensive zone. So. Um, for, for me, it, it's gotta be him. If this Flint Firebirds team is going to reach a level that they were at, uh, in the 2019, 2020 season, Othman, and he will, he will elevate his oh, game to a level that makes him elite, uh, in the Ontario hockey league. But you know, it, it, it helps being drafted 16th overall. Oh, definitely. Definitely does. And I mean, in Othman's game, he's a hundred point guy this year. I am willing to make that bet that Brendan Othman is a 100-point guy this year in the Ontario Hockey League. And I don't think it's a stretch. I mean, his game, it fits a lot of points, a lot of feistiness. He plays on a little bit of an edge. He doesn't – might not think that because a lot of skilled guys, they don't really have that, right? But he does. He does. He really drove that Don Mills line. He, the U18s, you saw that with Shane Wright, how good they yeah. look. That – he's going to be a really good player. He's going to be a really good player to take over Ty Landry. And I think him and Gavin Hayes are going to be very good together. Yeah, well, and the West Division is going to be competitive as always. You know, Sault Ste. Marie, they're getting ready to host the Mem Cup. Um, obviously, no host was picked. I know that. But, you know, you still have to prepare for that. Uh, we'll get to the Windsor. We'll get to all these teams. But you get all these teams. And, you know, Flint was near or at the top of this division. And it's going to be interesting if they can stay there. I think it might be a little bit tough for Flint. Um, we'll go more in-depth once we get into our – division previews and kind of where we expect teams to land uh, that we'll get into that when we're back to weekly in September, but um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough season. I can tell you that for the Flint Firebirds and just having those leaders not come back is, you know, it will take a toll for sure, but you're going to see, you're going to see Brandon Offen's development go through the roof. You're going to see how good he is of a player now because Ty Landry is not there. And really this is year two for those guys. They missed year two. They missed that draft year. So they're going right into their draft, their drafted players in the league. And if that U20 thing, or if the 22, if the 20 game thing works out in the AHL, you watch that role there. So then the points go up even more through the roof. He could be one of the top five players in the Ontario Hockey League. Not that he already was going to be, but he could be quite easier then as well. Yeah. Uh, on to Michigan team number two. That's funny. I Her just pulled. Rivalry. Yeah, I just pulled up their website, saw the Meyer logo. God, I miss that place. I love Meyer. That place is awesome. Yeah. Man, I wish I could go there. One day. One day, I guess. Yeah. Um, for the Sega Spirit calling. What uh, are you thinking? Well, so obviously the draft didn't really go as planned in 2020 with their first two picks committing elsewhere, but their fourth round pick, they use their first pick of the draft, 75th overall. Evan Klein, 6'1", 195, but a Waterloo here in the Kitchener area. 
very good player. I talked to a couple of guys around the Alliance that we've had on the show or just in general, we played in the Alliance against him. And in the video that I saw last year, it was pretty cool. So being from where we're from reach, we get to see a lot of the Alliance. You get to see a lot of the video of the players, of the Alliance, the Alliance is probably the easiest one for us to see because it's so close, right? You get to see videos on the guys and his shot is really good. He has a really good shot, a quick release. The puck explodes off his stick, yeah. which is massive, but can you get that space? And you get that space in the Ontario Hockey League, that transition after missing a year. So that's going to be interesting. But he is committed. He will be a Saginaw Spirit. I saw there on their Twitter and stuff, they're selling his uh, pennants there, the Klein uh, jersey pennants. So he'll be he'll be there. Look for him to watch, watch out for him. He's going to be a solid player for them. And uh, he's going to score a lot of goals. Maybe not this year because obviously the transition, two sets of rookies, he's a rookie. Yeah. So you might not see the goal scoring at the start, but he's going to be a very good goal scorer in the Ontario Hockey League as well. Just going to be interesting to see, can he get in position in the Ontario Hockey League, which is the question for every player that's going into the Ontario Hockey League this year. That transition, how do they take that? How do they handle it? Because you're going as your rookie at 17, not 16, so you're going to get into a bigger role than what you think. Yeah. Yeah, well, one of the three guys I'm looking at, uh, all, all were rookies in that 2019-2020 season. You talk about Mitchell Smith. Talk about Josh Bloom and you talk about Davis Cod or formerly T Bone Cod. Um, you know, those three guys, you look at the point totals, it's what you expect um, out of rookies. You don't expect them to get, you know, 50 to 100 points in their first season. Some are the exception, Shane, right? Um, but especially where Saginaw was at, they were in a position to win, they were in a position to compete for Memorial Cup. So, you know, you just get into that spot where the rookies are just, you know, they're not playing too big of a development role which is unfortunate but you know you get the fourth line minutes when you're on a team like this when you've got a Cole Perfetti at the top who's you know running the show and just you know for those three uh Smith was 16 Bloom had 14 in his rookie season as well uh Cod had 14 too so um they're they're gonna be the core they're gonna build around for the next two three seasons and those guys graduate into being top six minutes now, which is huge yep. now. Right? Now you get to play big boy minutes, right? Now you're in the man. You're, well, now you're, you've went to the draft or you've been drafted. So you're in that spot now, which is cool. Another one that I want to look for is Tristan Lennox, the goaltender. Let's see that year, right? Yeah. You, got the, you got the showcase invite. You got the World Junior invite. We're waiting, right? We're waiting for that moment. And not saying that he hasn't been good because he's been good. He's been good, but we're waiting for that moment, that Nico Dawes moment or the Hunter Jones moment where you just take that ball. You have all the talk about it, You take that ball, then you separate yourself as I'm the guy, right? And we're just waiting for that one moment because he's been good. Not Don't get me wrong. Lennox has been good, but you wait till you get that extra step where you really – you're the guy, right? The Nico Dawes moment and the Hunter Jones moment where they're the top goalies in your own debate about it. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. Couldn't be, couldn't be more right. Um and that'll do it for uh, the Michigan clubs. We'll head into Southern Ontario, right across the border um, from Port Huron. It's the Sarnia Sting. New head coach, Alan Latang. And uh, again, they're, they're Jacob Perot. <laughs> I think, let's That's see it, the Jacob Perot show. Ty Voigt. Yep. Ty Voigt. I have three, though. I have three big ones that haven't played, but they're going to be really big. Max Mestikoff, obviously, bloodlines, yep. first-round pick. He's going to be a match for them. He's a franchise-type changing player. He might be 
it's all said and done up there with the Steven Stamkos, the Alex Galchenyuk, the Nell Yakupov for that franchise, what he can, the, the effect he's going to have on that team, because that guy is a player. I mean, every, the show is, he's, he's strong. Eh? He's very, he's very lower half his legs. He's very strong. He's tough to bump off the puck. He can lay that big open ice hit. He get and also that shot him with the puck. He's such a good player with the puck. So, that's going to transition so well. And he's definitely ready for that OHL level. And the two other ones that they have um, left defenseman, they took out the Toronto Titans program, Matthew Morden, a second round pick in 2020, obviously 34th overall. He's big, right? Big 6'2, 166. Obviously, he's probably put on weight. He's probably grown a little bit since, the, since he's been drafted. So, He's big, he's mobile, which is huge. He gets the pucks out of his own end, which is massive. Good in transition, which is huge as a defenseman, right? When you're big like that, it's nice to be up in a rush. It's nice to be able to make plays, get that forward out there as well. So that's big. Look for him. He's always under control as well. He's never in a rush, which is huge because you saw you you've saw elite defensemen in the Ontario Hockey League when they're out there. Those guys they slow the game down. They make their four, they make that nice pass. It looks like they're in a rocking chair. It looks like it's so easy to them. And he's one of those guys that's so smooth. He's under control all the time. So I'm very excited to see him play. And also Ryder McIntyre as well, their third round pick, 51st overall out of the Ajax Pickering Raiders, 6'2", 207 when he was drafted. So there's a guy too that's going to get bigger, stronger. He could get max potential being 6'4", 6'5", type player, right? Time he's 18. So there's a guy that's going to be big. He's going to play around the net and a perfect line mate for Max Domestikov after the pro graduates out of the program. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and me to finish off the Sarnius thing, Ben Goudreau in net, um, you know, taken in the draft. There's another one. Yeah. Played in 28 games uh, this past season and goes against average. Yeah, You could look at it and say, you know, that's, that's a little rough safe percentage as well, but, Let's remember, he was a rookie goaltender. He, he had a lot of competition. You know, I wouldn't say Sarnia was, you know, the model OHL team in the 2019-2020 season. So, um, he's going to be good. He is going to be a really good goaltender for the Sarnia Sting, and he's going to be one of the reasons that they squeak out some of the wins uh, this season. It's just it's a difference maker in net, and Carey Price did that for the Habs against the Leafs, and I'm going to keep mentioning it because it's hilarious but Ben Goudreau is, yeah, is going to be really good. He is going to be in the top five in most, if not all, uh, statistical categories for goaltenders this season. Oh, definitely. And he's another guy. Look out for the World Junior invite, right? Yep. He's on the U18 sure. team. He's, dra- he's drafted. He's eligible now. Like, I mean, he always was, but he's eligible now to be a legit candidate for that World Junior team. So watch for that. And also last year, too, at the start of the year, I mean, they make the trade with London. They get Jordan Coy which was interesting, right? Jordan Coy and Lagavins and Goudreau, you have three goaltenders and they make the trade because Goudreau was playing so well. So then you have Lagavins and Goudreau where Lagavins has played well. Lagavins played well in games against the teams like Kitchener, the teams like London. He played well in those games. He got up to those games and he played good. So there's another one where he really didn't get the time. You would think he played good in the times, but he didn't get the games. You would think obviously coming in, they make the trade for Jordan Coy. Then you go to Ethan Lagavins who's been there in front of the older goaltender. So now this is your year to prove it, right? You're going to be the guy. This is your team. This is your ball. Don't drop it. You're the guy. So that's interesting to see 
now he finally gets that opportunity, right? Once you get that opportunity in any sport, it's so nice to take advantage of that and really show who you are as a player. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, moving on, the uh, Sioux Greyhounds, uh, fourth of fifth uh, team uh, in the West Division. And like, like I said, they were a team that was going to go f- to host the Memorial Cup or at least try to host the Memorial Cup this season as it was the OHL's turn. But, you know, unfortunately, we didn't get a season and start over. Do you keep trying to go at it. It's like, this is a hard spot. And when we get to Oshawa, it's the exact same thing. Well, for Sault Ste. Marie, they have nine OAs right now. Yeah. Returning. Obviously they're going to have, they're going to be making some moves. So if you're going to make a prediction right now, the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds are probably going to be the team to make the first move or make the most moves right now, going to the training camp due to their mm-hmm. OA situation. And plus you got to wait and see who's coming back. Who's going to play in Europe. Who's going to play in the AHL. Who's going to play in the East Coast Hockey League because of the 20-game situation. So who's eligible? Who's going where? And then what can we get for these players in the bidding war? But the big one to me is Bryce McConnell-Barker coming in, their fourth overall pick, which is massive to finally get him in that – finally get him in the Sioux, right, after waiting that long. He's very good in tight areas. I've noticed he's a good two-way guy. Makes guys better. He really sticks opponents to him to where he gets – Gives his line mate space a lot, like how Sidney Crosby makes guys like Jake Gensel and that Chris yep. Tune. It's so such good players because they can control the play, they attract defenders to them. Where all of a sudden you get guys open on the ice on your line, and they put the puck in the back on that. So he's got that ability to him. He's getting space, so it's going to be interesting to see how McConnell Barker looks right away for the Sioux Greyhounds. Is he going to get a role with the because they got to make a move with the OA situation? Yeah, well, and. You almost look at the situation in net they have too, right? It's that that's yeah. one of the biggest ones too. Nick Bo, Nick Malik, uh, and of course Ethan who's Taylor. Yeah, who's an import in Malik? Yeah, so that's interesting as well. Another one, another quick, quick one for me. Sorry about that, but uh, no, you're good. Their second, so their third round pick, their second pick in the 2020 draft, uh, 44th overall. They took out of the, their own program, the the Sioux Junior Greyhounds program. Connor Toms, his dad actually played for the Greyhounds and Jeff Toms. So former Greyhounds, his bloodline's a local guy. He's 5'9", 143. Obviously, he's probably gotten bigger in the year, in the second year now. But he got the NOHA's Player of the Year Award from the OHL. So there's a guy to look for that could be a possible steal, high-valued third-round pick to where he can come on the scene right away and produce. So there's two guys for me that from their draft class that could be very special to the Sioux Greyhounds on the year upcoming year here. Yeah. Yeah, no, Sue's gonna be interesting this year for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, they'll be good. They'll be kids, yeah. And on to team number five before we end the segment and uh, and get to our guest, which nice easy transition. Uh, let's talk about the Windsor Spitfires hey. before talking to a Windsor Spitfire. Um yeah, well, with the team down in Windsor, at the uh, an interesting name that we uh, we will now call their arena. Thank you to Pasquale Zito for letting us know what we should call the uh, the WFCU Center. But um, yeah, who are we looking at here, Colin? Well, Wyatt Johnson's like really good. I mean, the first round pick from Dallas. Yeah, he's a first round pick. He's coming back. That's gonna be huge. And obviously, Zito. 
now show gas is going to be big. But the one I want to look for is Ryan Abraham, the 2020 first round pick as well, out of Detroit Copyware. Very high hockey IQ. Um, very skilled. He looked very good in the Alinka tournament, which is massive. He's got that determination as well to where he could be a top three round NHL pick. No problem. He's got the skill to do it. And obviously, there's a long ways yet from the next year's draft. So top three could go anywhere in the top three. Don't know. It'll get closer. It'll be more specific as we get closer to the draft. But a lot of time right now. But Abraham's a very high-skilled player. Very determined hockey player, too. If he makes his mind up, he's going to do something. He's going to do it, which is huge. Windsor-type mm-hmm. player. Windsor likes those guys that are very determined. So he's a very good player. Nicholas DeAngelis as well to Mississauga, Mississauga Senators. 5'11", 148, obviously, like I mentioned earlier, he's probably gotten bigger. He's a really good skater, contributing the ozone at the OHL level. Very good two-way defenseman, which is huge for the Windsor Spitfires. They like to get those defensemen up in the rush a lot, Windsor. And there's a guy that's decor kind of – a lot of guys will not be returning. Obviously, Dylan Robinson, a local guy for me, will be stepping up dramatically for them. But they're going to be interesting as well, the Windsor Spitfires. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, I'll continue to look at the goaltending, Xavier Medina. Um, you know, clearly he was the the backup guy to Pierre Roynan other than uh, when he was at the World Juniors with Team Finland. But, you know, Xavier Medina, he's, he, it's his net to lose. It's hey. going to be the starting job is going to be given to him. And let, let's see if he can run with it. Let's see if he can be the guy that yeah. – I'm not saying the next Michael DiPietro, but, you know, the next – great starter for the Windsor Spitfires and they've had a lot they have you know Philip Grubauer you think about Jack Campbell was great with the Spitfires um you know obviously Pierre Roynan he was good uh Michael DiPietro and then now it's Xavier Medina's turn yeah for sure I mean that's the West Division in a whole goaltending you look at every team Luke Cavill and Flint you have the goalies now that have been around. They're veteran goaltenders now. This is their opportunity to be the guys. And Xavier Medina is definitely in that list to where, here we go. Here we go. You get the ball. Let's go. And I like that one, Reese. I like Medina because that's a big one for him. It's yeah. a huge year for Medina. This is a massive year for him to take that jump. I could, couldn't agree with you more. Uh, but it's time for a break now. Uh, when we come back, time to get to our guest. He knows more about hockey than we do because he is a future Detroit Red Wing. Uh, Pasquale Zito going to join us on the show. Going to be a great chat with him. Uh, you're really going to enjoy it uh, for all of our listeners. So uh, make sure you stick around as we chat with Pasquale Zito next on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Own 60 Podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. And second segment is always the best one. Uh, the third voice joins the show. And this week we have Windsor Spitfire Pasquale Zito on the show. Pasquale, thanks so much for doing this. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. So what has COVID life been like for you? Uh, lots of players, they got, they, they've spent this time doing a few different things, a lot of training, getting ready for for the big day that uh, came and went uh, for you, what's it been like? Well, obviously it was, uh, it was pretty hard when, when COVID hit 
uh, obviously things were closed, uh, gyms were closed, being on the ice was, was done obviously with the social distancing. Um, I was pretty fortunate enough. I had my gym to be open. Uh, I was working out at home uh, during the pandemic. So I was, I was getting in, in the gym a lot. I was in the gym five, six times a week, just trying to build, uh, build up on my speed, my strength, and uh, obviously trying to put on uh, some body mass. So um, during the pandemic, I've been, I've been really working on, on uh, just getting bigger and, and stronger and faster for the next level. Yeah, for sure. And how much did work done individual skills help you out in your draft year? Uh, well, obviously it helped a lot. Um, just working on things that you needed to work on. Um, you know, obviously we had a lot more time this summer and obviously for the OHL not playing last year. Um, you know, when I got back on the ice, I got to work on uh, skill stuff, shooting, uh, driving the net, uh, a lot of skating, just kind of getting better on my edges and getting in those kind of uncomfortable spots where like um, makes it uncomfortable for you to skate. But, um, you know, feeling a lot better now with, with uh, those uncomfortable spots and making them feel comfortable. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy with, uh, with how my games uh, improved over the summer and, and over last year during the, uh, the pandemic. Yeah. And, Obviously, being a Windsor Spitfire, it's a great organization, really good program. How much has that organization helped you develop now in year two, year three now? Um, uh, well, Windsor's uh, been a really great place to me. Um, the organization is great. Uh, Mark Packwood um, was our trainer there. He's, uh, he's been helping me a lot with, uh, with obviously putting on weight, my speed. Um, the coaches were amazing there. GMs were amazing. Our, our uh, Equipment guys are amazing. So they've really helped uh, develop my game to a next level, which we've done a lot of video with Coach Trevor Latowski, Coach Juggy, Coach Webby. So we've done a lot of video, um, a lot of training. Um, and, uh, yeah, they've, they've helped me a lot in, in, in my game. Yeah, in this upcoming year, being your third year in the OHL, what are your expectations as a team going into the year? Uh, obviously, there's a lot of new pieces to our team this year. Um, you know, I guess uh, the old fours and the old fives are both rookies. So yeah. had a couple of new, couple of new rookies, I guess. Um, more, no more bus duty, yeah. No more bus duty, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> no, we're we're looking like a good team right now. We have uh, good old ones, good returning players, good old twos, good old threes. Uh, we're a very deep team, I think. Now uh, we have good goalie Medina. Um, you know, he's he, he's improved a lot over the off season as well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to the team this year. I know that uh, we're going to be a team that can compete and, and hopefully win a Mem Cup uh, this year and next. Yeah, and we talked off air the, about uh, the NHL video game as well. So Medina let you down. So maybe next year if there's a E-Mem Cup, you got to be in it with the Spitfires? Well, I mean, obviously Medina didn't do too well in that tournament. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully uh, – I could probably replace his spot and then and, and try to do something uh, with the EA game there and, and hopefully win for us. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, Pasquale, with, with so many rookies, how much are you looking forward to being uh, one of the newest leaders in the room, obviously getting into that the, the middle years of your OHL career? You're going to be that guy that a lot of the rookies will look at and be like, hey, this guy's drafted. This guy's really good. He's a leader on this team, and you know, I'm going to learn a thing or two. Uh, from him so how much are you looking forward to that role uh, within the Spitfires 
Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward for sure. I remember my first year in the league, it was it was a little hesitant at the start. Obviously, it's a, it's a lot different from, you know, minor hockey where, you know, you could be that guy on the team. And, um, you know, in the OHL, you always have those older guys who are, who are there and who the coaches uh, look up to because, you know, they just had a couple more years under their belt. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to obviously being being for my or being there for my teammates and, and helping them with their game and kind of teaching them and, and, and helping them develop their game and uh you know I think I could do a, a good job with that and um you know you got to build their trust in a, in a way where you know you got to show them first you know you got to show them you know what hard work does you gotta you gotta lead by example you gotta you gotta work hard in the gym on the ice um you know with everything I mean you gotta be a respectful guy and just kind of show them show them the ropes around the room and, and the dressing room and on the ice Speaking of transition, how do you describe your transition into the OHL? Obviously, from minor midget, it's a big difference going into the OHL. I mean, the time, the pace is totally different. The spacing on the ice is different, getting in certain spots around the net. And for your type of game, how was that transition going into the OHL? Uh, well, you know what? I mean, it's uh, it's obviously a little harder. You know, um, the guys yeah. are faster, they're bigger, stronger. I mean, you're, you're 16 years old and you're battling guys who are 20, 21 years old, you know? I mean... Those guys, control. those guys have developed man muscles where, you know, like your, your muscles really haven't developed at that, uh, that point, you know? And so it, it, it was for sure, um, you know, adapting was, was, was harder. I mean, you know, like sometimes you could get away with things in, in minor hockey, you know, like a little toe drag here and there, but you know, most of the defensemen would play the puck and, and now when you're getting in those, uh, I mean, like in, in higher levels, they play the, uh, they play the body they look at the chest. It's, you know, it's a lot more, um, they take your, your time and space away. So it was for sure a little harder getting used to it, but uh, I felt that I, that I've adapted well in, in the Ontario Hockey League as a 16 year old. Yeah. And now you've been drafted, you get that extra confidence, right? You're drafted and you get that confidence. You see it on the lineups and stuff. We got that Detroit logo beside your name. How much has that helped? your game, your play style, and explain what is your play style for the fans that from Detroit or fans that want to know Pasquale Zito's, how he plays? Uh, I'm a very, I'm a very energetic player. Um, you know, I'm an emotional player. Uh, I don't like losing. Um, you know, I bring a lot to the table. Um, you know, I'm a fast player, skilled player. Um, you know, I can score goals, make plays. I'm a leader on the bench, leader on the ice. Um, you know, if a teammate has a bad shift, I'm right beside him and I'm patting him, you know, on, on the butt and I'm saying, hey, bud, let's go. Let's, let's get a better shift here. And, you know, I'm, I'm that player that, uh, you know, if we're down, you could, you could look you could look up to me with, with getting the team going, scoring that goal and making something happen. So that's a player that, uh, that I like to describe myself. Yeah, there- you, hear the, you like that saying, I don't like to lose. And that just, yeah. that, that spells winning. And, um, you know, we were going to get to it uh, at some point during the interview, but um, Steve Eisman, big fan of winning. Um, go, walk us through your draft day experience and your draft day story. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, on draft day, I was, I was with my family, had a couple of buddies there. Um, you know, obviously a little nervous and anxious, or anxious, sorry. Um, so, you know, I was waiting, I was looking at the names being called and, you know, you're getting more nervous as the rounds keep going by. And, um, you know, I was very fortunate that, you know, the Red Wings picked me up and, um, you know, I couldn't be happier. 
um, with an with an organization like Detroit. I mean, there's no there's no other place I'd want to play other than Detroit than for a team to uh, to trust me. And you know, obviously it was hard for them drafting me without a year playing. But uh, like I said in previous times, talking to people, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let Detroit down. And I'm working harder every day, trying to get better. Um, you know, I want to crack this lineup in a couple of years, and you know, I I really do want to prove you know some people wrong who who kind of underrate me as a player and and I feel that uh my game is uh is is a is a, is a good is a good play and I bring a lot to to the table for teams yeah you talk about that and I, I listened to your interview uh, on for future considerations with Matt Manny and John down there in Windsor and uh, one of the biggest things that stood out to me is you want to be uh, one of the biggest steals of the draft if not the biggest steal in the draft and you know, talk about the Red Wings organization. You think of players like Henrik Zetterberg, Pavel Datsuk, they're like, they were late round picks and everyone's like, you know, where are they finding these guys? Like it's unreal. The careers they want them to have. So is that kind of what you're looking at in terms of, you know, I'm like you said, here to prove some people wrong. I'm here to work my butt off. I'm here to play really good hockey and make this team and, you know, bring another Stanley cup back to Detroit. Yeah, no, obviously those are guys that I look up to and, um, you know, Detroit's have a history of, of late round picks who become uh, phenoms in the National Hockey League and, you know, potential Hall of Famers, like, like you've mentioned. And, uh, you know, I, I just try to work harder each and every day. Um, you know, I, I really want to uh, be a steal in this draft, and I know I can be. Um, you know, hard work pays off in the end, and I'm putting in the work right now. I'm trying to get better in things that I need to improve on. So, um, I think in, in, in uh, the future for sure that I could be a player like, like those guys and, and cracking the lineup and, and bringing a Stanley cup back to Detroit. So obviously you talk about those guys, but is there any guys in the NHL that you model your game after or for the fans to think who you represent yourself, like who you play like? Yeah, I think uh, a guy I play like is Matthew Kachuk. Uh, you know, he's a very energetic player. Uh, he likes getting in those dirty areas. He's a leader. Um, you know, he can score goals, make plays, um, you know, get the team going, get the fans going. Um, so just a guy like I model my game after is uh, Matthew Kachuk on the Flames. Which is huge because, I mean, Detroit fans love that energy. Detroit fans love that energy. You see it with Tyler Bertuzzi, a former Guelph Storm. You see it with Giovanni Smith, a former Guelph Storm as well, and Kitchener Ranger. You see that with those guys. Detroit loves those guys that play hard. They play on an edge. They can put pu- put the puck in the net and get points. And that's per- that's a perfect role to play in Detroit as well. Um, so you get picked by the wings in the sixth. Did, it, did you have any talks with the wings before? Like any meetings with the wings? Like, did you have an idea? Uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a feeling that, you know, if I went somewhere, it could be the wings. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to the, uh, the scouts there. I've talked to Mr. Harper. I've had two calls with them, uh, one before Christmas and one leading up to the draft. Um, you know, I felt pretty confident in, in, uh, in our phone call. So, um, you know, if, if it was a team that I was going to go to, I was, I was pretty confident in the uh, Red Wings selecting me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So you get picked. What was that first call, the first call with Mr. Steve Eiserman like? Well, the first call was actually Mr. Harper. Um, right on, right on. That's the scout there. And, you know, I've, uh, I was talking with him. Um, I was really excited, obviously, and you know, I, I thanked him for, you know, um, putting in a good word for me in the organization. And 
I guess they, they've all watched video anyways, but, you know, I put in a good word and I, and I told them on the phone that, uh, you know, I promise I, you know, I'm not going to let them down and him down. Um, you know, I, I really do want to prove, uh, prove a point where, you know, next year I'm going to come out and, and hopefully, you know, uh, play to my potential in the OHL and, and uh, hopefully get a contract next year and, and uh, keep grinding and keep, uh, keep working hard. Yeah, for sure. So playing in Windsor, it's nice to have that coast feeling. It's an easy transition just going over the border in Detroit as well. So that's pretty good as well. Yeah, no, for sure. And also, uh, who would you say your biggest hockey influences so far on your hockey career? The biggest influencers? Yep. Uh, for sure, my father. Um, my dad's been there for me since I was a little kid. Um, you know, uh, he's been tying my skates as a little boy, coming to the rink. He's been at the outdoor rinks with me in, in the winter for, for eight hours. He used to just sit in the truck and, and watch me uh, watch me play with the older guys on the rink. So uh, my, my father's been a big influencer on my, on my, uh, on my hockey career. Um, you know, I don't think I'd be here without him. Um, another guy, um, you know, he was one of my favorite coaches, Fred Parker. You know, he's taught me the game uh, a lot in, uh, in hockey. You know, he taught me how to slow the game down. Um, you know, taught me a lot of things. But uh, those those guys there, my, my grandfather, my nonno, um, my nonno's been there for me. You know, he's moved to Toronto with me. He's moved to Windsor. Um, so he's, he's, he's someone that, uh, that I look up to as well. And, and he's been a, a big influence on me as well. Yeah, right on. It's nice to have that big supporting cast. Did you guys have like a draft party and stuff? Were you able to have a draft party? Uh, well, I mean, I had like a little, a little party at, uh, at a family friend's restaurant. Um, you know, I was, I was fortunate enough to have my family with me. Uh, right you know, I had my sisters, my mom, my aunt, my grandmother, a couple of buddies. So, um, you know, I was, I was, I was happy about that. Having my family obviously behind my back and, and all, all of them being proud of me. So, I was, uh, I was happy with that. Yeah, right on. Yeah. That's what it's all about. With, with Pasquale Zito of the Windsor Spitfires here on the Owen 60 podcast. How excited are you to get back on an OHL rink this fall? We're excited to watch it again, but as a player, you've got to be over the moon ready to get back to Windsor. Oh, you, know, you have no idea how, how anxious I am to get back and, and, and put on that uniform of the, uh, the Spitfire logo. Um, you know, not being able to play last year it was it was crazy. You know, I mean, um, you know, I'm, I'm very excited. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to get in that dressing room, have that have that feeling with the boys again. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm I'm ready. I'm excited, and uh, can't wait. Yeah. Also, speaking of Windsor, what is your favorite visiting OHL arena to visit? What's sorry? What's my favorite rank to visit? Yep. Like to play in visiting rink to play in. Oh uh, well, the London uh, the the London's Barnes is is pretty electrifying there with all those fans. Uh, I'd Winter say London, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a big rivalry for sure. But they they have a pretty cool barn uh, to play at. Uh, another one is uh, Kitchener. Kitchener has a pretty sick barn. Um, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'd say I'd say Kitchener and uh, and London are pretty even. So they're both pretty cool barns to play at. But. Uh, my favorite one, obviously, playing in is uh, is the Wifku down in Windsor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Wifku. Oh. I've never heard anyone call that that before. No. Boys call it the Wifku. 
We'll That's to, awesome. When we do a Windsor Spitfire uh, featured game this year, we're gonna have to do that. The whip gear. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Post on their promo. Yeah, no other name to call it. Can't call it WFCU Center. You got to call it the Wifku. Yeah, WFCU. I didn't honestly. I didn't I like really think that. Of that, but yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good. Well, one. I know, I know a bunch of people. Like every, obviously, I grew up in Windsor. A lot of people when it first opened, uh, coming from the barn, just you know, all the Windsorites who have lived there all their lives. Just oh yeah, we're headed to the Windsor Family Credit Union Center. I go. <laughs> Acronyms are a thing. Yeah, uh, please use them. <laughs> but I like Wifku. That's nice. I like that. Yeah, Wifku is entertaining. That's a good. Yeah, one. that works out. Also, uh, how what does it mean to be a Windsor Spitfire? How much does that help you? And what does it mean to be a Spitfire? Uh, well, it means a lot, obviously. I mean, you see all those guys as well before you put on that Windsor jersey, and you see guys like Taylor Hall, Ryan Ellis, Zach Cassian, um, you know Logan Brown. Brackle, you've seen so many, so many amazing players that came out of that organization, and to uh, to be a Spitfire, it's it's a privilege for sure. And um, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful that I went to a great organization like the like like the Spitfires. Have you been able to meet any alumni like Taylor Hall or someone that played for the Winter Spitfires before you? No, no, I haven't. But uh, I've met Logan Brown. Um, you know, he's uh, good buddies with his brother Caden. Um, um, family friends yeah. with the Brown family. So I've met Logan a couple of times and, you know, he's told me a couple of things about Windsor and, um, you know, he's, he's, he's actually in Ottawa right now, I think, uh, getting yeah. ready for the Suns uh, training camp. So, um, but uh, I haven't met the other guys, but besides, uh, besides that, I've met Logan. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I got one. It's more of a, more of a history question. Um, in terms of the Spitfires, you hear it every year on the uh, on the anniversary of it. But uh, former Windsor Spitfires captain uh, Mickey Reno, and I I, ju- I just like talking to Spitfires players about this. Just it, is he is he a guy that's talked about a lot? Like with with people who have been around the Spits for a long time. Like, do you ever hear stories about what Mickey Reno was like and kind of the captain's mentality that comes from him um, to future captains and? You know, just anyone that puts on that Spitz jersey, what kind of an impact has he had um, despite him uh, passing on quite a few years ago? Uh, he's has, he, he's has a, he has a really big impact in Windsor. As you can see on our, on our helmets, we wear number 18. We have it in our rink. Uh, you know, we have a picture um, of him at our, in, our, in our rink. Um, he's talked about a lot, actually, in our room. We have a night uh, especially for him. Um, you know, he's a legend in Windsor. He's, he's going to be forever be a legend in, in the Windsor Spitfire history. Um, you know, he's, he was, he was a really respected guy. Um, you know, it, it sucks that I, I could never meet him, but, uh, someone I look up to as well. He, he was, he had a big leadership role on, on the Spitz team. And, um, you know, I heard he was a great guy, a uh, great guy to fans, great guys to, to the people in the room. Um, but yes, he's, uh, He's a, a very popular guy, and he's uh, he's always talked to and talked about in the room for sure. My uh, final question here, too, Pascola, uh, you're obviously a leader. Any advice for the kids who look up to you? Someday want to play in the OHL and get drafted in the NHL and be in your shoes. What advice do you give to those kids? Obviously, there's uh, there's some days where you know maybe as a kid you see your friends. Uh, you know, going out and uh, going to do some other stuff in the summer. I get it. But, uh, 
you know, sometimes in hockey, you got to make those sacrifices and, and you got to go in, in the gym or on the ice. And, uh, you know, sometimes you got to make those sacrifices to get where you want to be. And for those kids that, you know, maybe look up to me, um, you know, and in the end, the, uh, your, uh, your hard work is, is going to pay off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I got one more and this is another one, me growing up in Windsor, um, Windsor pizza um armando's or capri there's always been a debate with guys who go to windsor and i've i always ask it have you had a chance to try any of the pizza from windsor because i think it's some of the best in ontario uh you know i I don't i don't really know the difference to be honest with you i know that the first time i ate pizza in windsor they said they had some type of like shredded stuff on the on the pizza that i've never seen i think it was like bacon or something like they shred the bacon yeah, yeah, they, yeah. It's weird. They do the shredded pepperoni. They'll shred. Yeah, they shred like, pepperoni. Like, they'll do everything. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like that's that's. Uh, I know they're pretty famous for their pizza, but uh, I, I I don't really. I, I couldn't tell you the uh, the difference between one another. You know, I don't really pay attention when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, I've always yeah. It's it's again it's another thing i'm big armando's guy so every time i make it back to windsor it's just oh we got to pick up an armando's pizza and bring it back to brantford so um yeah no just thought it was a nice way to end it um pasquale thanks so much for doing this we really appreciate it uh can't wait to see you back in windsor and then uh, eventually wearing the winged wheel on your chest yeah no thank you thank you for having me yeah no problem hopefully we got you fired up with uh pre uh, videos of little seizures arena as well <laughs> oh Yo, you got me going for sure <laughs> tonight hey, it's it hard to be pumping tonight they're trying to go to sleep and you're watching videos of little seizures arena that's exactly what i'm doing i'm actually gonna go play some uh child 21 and, and be detroit <laughs> so i can see the goal <laughs> we'll and stuff to, yeah we'll have to oh the we'll goal to, horn is uh they've, yeah, they've they changed it for the worse it's not yeah it was go back to the joe they gotta yeah. go back to the old joe uh goal horn yeah the older one yeah apparently it was like against some noise violation i don't know really it was around for like 25 years so i didn't know what the difference was if you're if you're a player you want more noise the more noise the better so yeah the more the more energetic the crowd gets as well yeah Yeah, exactly good luck though this year pasquale good luck in detroit as well at development camp i know it's gonna be a good experience for you in traverse city that prospects tournament in Traverse City is one of the best in the NHL. I know you're going to enjoy yeah. that. You're going to really succeed in that. You're a leader. So it's going to be exciting to see you play this year. Good luck. All the best. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, we'll see you guys later. Yeah, have a good one, eh? That was Pasquale Zito here on the Owen 60 podcast. Took 61 episodes, but you know, we got our first red wing on the show. And, you know, haven't seen more confidence in a guy drafted in the fourth round or later um, about his chances to make an NHL squad in a couple of years. Yeah, Detroit's going to love that guy. Detroit's going to love Pasquale Zito. He's a guy that brings skill. He brings that grit, which Detroit fans love. They like that grit. Tyler Bertuzzi, Giovanni Smith, former OHLers, former Guelph Storm, and a Kitchener Ranger. So that's interesting to see how he adapts. I think he's going to be very good. I think he's going to be a really good player. I mean, he's determined. He knows what he wants to do, and he's going to do it. And he's a second-round pick in the OHL. He's a very high-skilled player. You're going to see him get probably a point a game or more in the Ontario Hockey League this upcoming season. So he's a guy to watch out for. Very excited to see him play in the OHL this season with the Winter Spitfires. I'm very excited to see what he does at development camp in Traverse City. 
yeah. as well in the prospects tournament for the Detroit Red Wings, because I'm sure he's going to be a force. And I'm sure in the scrimmages and the red and white scrimmages for the prospects that him and Mo Sider, if they're going against each other, are going to cross pass. And it's going to be quite the scene. It's going to yeah. be, that's it. Like there's, there's going to be three guys already. tied up. It's going to be Zito, Soderblom and Sider. Oh, yeah. Talk about all in front of the net. Can you Gru- imagine? Al- Alban grew as well. The yeah. Saginaw spirit pick import pick those get, there's another one that's going to be right in there as well. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun to see grew grew Zito in the Ontario hockey league go against each other too, here in the OHL Saginaw Windsor. That's going to be very exciting too. Yeah. But when you're going to see Zito go over the blue line and go into the corner and Mo Sider's there, Mo Sider, it doesn't matter who it is. He's going to hit you. And Zito is the same thing. So when you get two guys that are the same, that's exciting. That's yeah. exciting. So that's going to be very fun to see them battling around the net, battling in the corners. I can't wait for that to see that the prospects uh, scrimmage in the prospects tournament when they're on the same team. Look out other teams. Yeah. No, it's going to be really fun. Uh, like you mentioned. So uh, thanks so much to Pasquale for joining us. Uh, when we come back, it is name bracket time uh, on the show. Always a good time to get an update on who everyone thinks is the best name in the Ontario hockey league. So uh, we'll update you on that next here on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward and name bracket time. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Should be fun. I'll give you the results first from the uh, last couple of weeks. We had three matchups posted. Uh, First one featured Archer Seelovs against Will Cooley. It was the man from Barry taking it over the Windsor Spitfire. So Archer Seelovs moves on. Uh, Second matchup saw Austin Swankler take on Costa Manikis. And it was Austin Swankler moving on, having another nice start to this year's name bracket. Uh, he's a a contender oh yeah he's off to round two and then the final matchup Braden Kressler against Matthew Halishak it's Halishak getting the win he is off to round two over the Flint Firebird so we've got four coming up two and two Uh, yeah go over the first one Marco Sikic of the Guelph Storm takes on Marco Yakovlevich from the Sarnia Sting and Frankfurt native. Yeah, we've got our we've got our picks. Colin, who are you going with? I'm going with Sikic at the Guelph. Ooh, I like Yakovlevich. Big fan of that name. That's a sick. Yeah, name. it's a good one. It's Marco Yakovlevich. It's a good one. This I think this is a nice. Like this is the best first round matchup we're gonna get. I think it's going to be the closest. I think so, too. I think it has a chance to be the closest. Um, second matchup from the Hamilton Bulldogs, Navrin Mutter takes on Sebastian Bulovs. Yeah. Navrin Mutter. Yeah. Mutter. So we both agree on that one, Mutter. Oh, yeah. For, for sure. I think so. I think that's pretty good. Well, if you're in the next one, too. <laughs> yeah, the next one, uh, yeah. Zade Wisdom of the Kings Front. Actually, of course, the 
not really 100% sure if Zade Wisdom's even coming back to the Windsor or uh, Windsor Spitfires, uh, to the Kingston Frontenacs. Uh, but I'm going Zade Wisdom anyways because that is an awesome name. Yeah, he's going up against Archer Guriev from Peterborough. Yeah. Well, even too, Wisdom's I'm, brother's coming into the league with Niagara this season, so he'll keep it going. He'll keep look it forward going. Forward to that. Yeah, um, next next name bracket, he'll be in it. Oh yeah, I'm going Wisdom. I'm going Wisdom. Nice pick. Got to go with Wisdom. That. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth matchup. This, in my opinion, is a very good favorite to win it all. From the Kitchener Rangers, Vili Ottavainen takes on Mac Guzda from Owen Sound. And I'm going Ottavainen all the way I'm, here in this matchup. I'm, really? I'm going with the Tennessee, the guy to Nashville, Tennessee, Mac Guzda. All right. Well, we're, we're kind of split on a bit. Yeah, we're split. Yeah, That's the first time we've been split. We've either been on it or off it. So yeah. this is nice to have that split. Yeah, not bad, eh? Yeah, I'm going Guzda. Out of Vinan, I think very underrated in the in these matches. Oh, it is. It is. It is, but I just think Matt Guzda, it's a great name for a goal. Yeah, but like out of ten out of national. Out of Vinan. Yeah, true. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, oh well, can't change your pick already. Already made it. Yeah, I'm still going with I'm still going with Guzda. Let's go, Tennessee. So those are the four matchups. You can find it on Instagram uh, at the Owen 60 podcast. And yeah. Have your say who has the better name in each of these four matchups, something fun we do every summer. It'll bleed into September, obviously, but um, we'll tweet the know, link. No big deal. Yeah. We'll, Rachel Colin. We will. That was fun. Yeah. That was a fun one. It was nice to talk to Pasquale as well. It was a good time. Good talk. Really good guy. Yeah, another good show guest to have on. Another good show guest to have on. He's a really good guy. I agree. It was, uh, you know, sixty-one episodes for the first Red Wing. So, you know, we're moving up there. <laughs> we'll have Dylan Larkin soon. It's okay. Just kidding. <laughs> Dylan Larkin, the Erie Otter. <laughs> yeah, that never. That would have been. That would have been awesome. That might. That would have been the best team. That would have been the team of the century. I think so. Larkin. Larkin to bring it would have won the Mem Cup. It wouldn't have even, been, even been close. I think. Yeah, yeah, it would have been crazy. Larkin makes such a big difference. Just oh, it, does. it would Larkin not have been McDavid. fair. Can you imagine Larkin and McDavid do All Star NHL players? I know because they'd be able to keep up with each other. <laughs> yeah, the pace. Yeah. Can you imagine the pace? Like I know, guys, guys are going to be gassed. He's not going to be able to match up against those guys. I'm sure Erie. I'm sure Erie worked really hard trying to get him, but obviously in getting Dylan Larkin. But obviously, being a Michigan guy, Larkin is so that's yeah, tough to not go play for Red Barons and uh, and the Maize and from, Blue, right? Being being from Waterford, Michigan, as well, that's that's a tough one. But Lark, I'm sure Erie really pushed hard for Dylan Larkin because yeah. that sure the possibility did. of having them in McDavid was would have been the best duo of all time. Yeah, yeah, it sure would have been nice, but. Um. Whatever. Yes. Yes, we played one. One can dream. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will chat in a couple of weeks. Yeah, work on some guests. Keep yeah. the streak going. Yeah, we will. It's uh, it should be fun. So, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed it. I hope everyone enjoyed the chat. Uh, thanks again to Pasquale Pasquale Zito, uh, for joining us on the show. It was a really good chat, and 
yeah, like I mentioned before, we will chat in two weeks. Yeah.